Hello and welcome to an all-new episode of the Comic Book Nerd. I am Eric, and with me, as always, Champion Jeremy. Champion. We are champions now. For, remember, follow we us on Twitter. We are champions. At EricWild91, and follow Jeremy. At Jeremy my, Ohio. My fellow champion. For those that have, don't know about this show, we are from Northeast Ohio, just a bit outside of Cleveland. And for those that do not pay any attention to sports, it's hard not to know, but the Cleveland Cavaliers have won the NBA championship ending a 52-year-long drought for Cleveland and Northeast Ohio. 18,000 days. 18,000 days. So if, if you don't know or don't really, aren't really into sports or anything, it's, it's hard to fathom, but we have gone through just a, 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 a whirlwind of a, of a day, of the last couple of hours. Not a lot of sleep, a lot of screaming. My voice is coming in and out on me here. So, uh, you know, apologies in advance if, if we just phone it in, because that's uh, was it. That we'll we'll just do that today. We'll just kind of just kind of half-ass it. Might as well. Yeah. Why, might why, as well. why do anything we, different now? We haven't been here for like three weeks. Let's just half-ass it. Exactly. That's great. Finally, come back and just not even really put any effort into it. That's that's what we do. No, no, we've got no. We got a good show here. We're gonna talk uh, DC Rebirth. All the Rebirth titles that have been out so far. Look ahead at some of the upcoming ones. We're gonna talk uh, uh, Civil War Two. The big event that just won't seem to end every time new solicits come out. Now the solicits are coming out for September, and they're like Civil War II tie-ins, and it's like, huh, all right, I guess it'll still be going on. But all right, anyways, more on that in a bit. We'll uh, let's start with some DC Rebirth stuff uh, because we are in the rebirth of the DC universe of 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 the world of comics. It's it has been um, overall. It's been it's been really good so far. It's been great. Yeah. It's it's yeah, been it's, it's been, been a freaking it. blast. I never thought I would be in a position where I am more looking forward to the DC titles that I'm pulling than I am the Marvel titles right now. Um, and like that, that's, that's absolutely We'll talk the case about that later. That's never been the, the case for me, but that's part of that's a compliment to DC. Part of that's an insult to Marvel. So, um, yeah, again, we'll get to the Marvel stuff, but we're going to start with some DC. Let's start. We're going to talk about each rebirth title because we made that vow to you that we will read every rebirth and or number one issue of every new uh, DC Rebirth title, um, so we have we're sticking to that vow, and let's start with um, let's start with Batman. Why not Batman Rebirth? We'll talk about we'll talk about Batman Rebirth and Batman Number One because both have come out now. So um, here we are in the new uh, new era of Batman. We have a new sidekick, uh, Duke Thomas. Is I don't know what they still haven't said if I'm not mistaken. He's got that sweet yellow and black suit. Um, don't normally like those colors together, but it looks pretty cool. Um, I, uh, I, I really like it so far. I, it's, um, it's, uh, uh, Cook is doing the writing now who, uh, you know, I've, I've talked up like crazy on, on this King. Why did I just say Cook? What's wrong with me? Was I the right Cavs, about half The Cavs won the title last year. Oh my God. Or the, the last night. See, I said last See, year. See, we're all over the place. No, See, we're wait. all over the place. Tom King, Tom King, Tom King is one of my favorite writers and I botched his name. So that's. You sure did. <laughs> that's not a good sign. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, no, he's uh, he did a good job so far. Um, it's uh, it, it, you know, it's very early to you can't really judge where the storyline is going to go. But in terms of establishing a new story, um, not much different to be honest. It doesn't seem like much as they're not really going in a a a new direction with Batman. And and he pointed that out too. He said the Batman with the history he has and the type of hero he needs. Or he is, he doesn't really need to be rebirthed. I mean, he is, his title's being rebirthed with everything else, but it's not like we needed to take 
it's not like it necessarily needs to go in some fresh, new, different direction like some other books need to go. Um, so it really does just feel like some classic Batman. You get in there, he's stopping a plane crash um, in the uh, number one issue, the, the Rebirth. He's fighting a calendar man. Um, that was that interesting. That was gross, man. <laughs> that was. That was that was trippy stuff. But um, And then he's stopping the plane crash, and then we have our introduction of new heroes in Gotham, calling themselves Gotham and Gotham Girl, which appear to be Superman-type flight, super strength, sort of do-it-all kind of heroes. And now all of a sudden, you know, where's this going to go? Because he's, you know, Batman is, is, is the hero of Gotham. But now, you know, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. What are your thoughts so far? Um, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty decent. I, I don't like Dave Finch that much. Yeah, the art was, in my I, mind, it was I've okay. Just, was, I've just never was... been a giant David Finch fan. Yeah. Um, back in the day, he was much better. He seems muddier now. So I'm. I mean, I'm not. The art didn't wow me, but I mean, from Vision and now Batman, I love Tom King. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's. I, I'm. I'm very excited to see where he's gonna go. But but yeah, so far it's just kind of. It's. It, it's not. Uh, it, it's not same old, same old by any means. But it's just kind of. You know, in terms of tone and the setting and everything like that. You know, it's 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 the Batman we know. It's you know it's. I mean that's all there is to it. Batman is it's um it's really good so far, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being my favorite Rebirth title. But right now it's it's not like it did anything in a certain way to blow my mind or anything like that. No, it's just a but really it, solid but it was Batman. Very good. Exactly. It read a lot like late like mid eighty mid to late eighties Batman. Right. Like there's a problem, Batman solves it, and it leads to something else. Right. And now we're in this new interesting time that we've never been before, where. Uh, we've got Batman again. What next week? I, if uh, I or the, no, it came out uh, this week. Yeah, it came so out this week. So next week. Right. It's just so quick. That's the one. Not thing every that's, book is like that. But... No, not every one. But a lot of the um, a lot of the major titles, which is yeah, is like, is going to be interesting. Like Wonder Woman. Like Wonder Woman. Should we? That's Segway. That's a segue if I've ever ridden one. So Wonder <laughs> Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman Rebirth. Uh, has come out. Now, number one comes out this week. If I'm not well, mistaken. number one comes out this coming Wednesday. That's yes, right. I loved Wonder Woman Rebirth. I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was really meta. It was a great setup. It's, right. It's taken the fact that her origin. It's taken basically her her original origin and her origin in uh, New Fifty Two, and some other retcons and things through that, and all these kinds of different canons or origins or stories of Wonder Woman that have happened. And now she's kind of in doubt of all of it. She, yeah, she she's wants like, to I don't understand truth. where I she's, came from either. Right. Why do I remember this? But I also remember this. But I also remember this. And I remember that. And it was, all these things where she's remembering all the stories that have happened over the years that are conflicting. And now it's the quest to find what's the truth and who did this to my memory and to my past and my history. And I think that is just an incredibly interesting meta concept because – you know, most of these characters have been around for for decades in DC and in Marvel. That really, their story is so muddled. I get people asking me all the time, they're like, "Oh, isn't it true that like, you know, the blah blah blah, this happened to this character once?" And it's like, "Yeah, it did, but retcon." You know, it's comic books. It's all kind of relative. Like, yeah, at one point that had happened, but now that hasn't happened anymore. So I don't know. But it, but it's it was it's really interesting uh, to take that concept and make the character sort of self aware of it. As, and as a problem and using that as the story um and i am 
absolutely pumped for the way they're doing uh, Wonder Woman's books is that it's basically going to be – now, this is a good use of a biweekly book, I think. Um, the fact that each week or each uh, issue is, is uh, two alternating stories. Issue one and the odd-numbered issues are going to be modern-day Wonder Woman figuring out what was up with her past and what you know what who's doing this, what's going on. Modern-day Wonder Woman stories by Greg Rucka. And then Greg Rucka is doing uh, in the odd number or even number, sorry, starting with number two, stories from Wonder Woman's past, like ancient Wonder Woman stories of her in in the mythos and the mythology and all that and stuff. I think that's a really fun way of doing it. It's um it's a little bit like um, the uh, Thor God of Thunder run where it dealt with like an old Thor story and a current Thor story, and I always thought that was really cool. Because I feel like a character like a Thor or a Wonder Woman has so much history that we don't like. They went on so many cool adventures before we even met them, you know. That it's really cool that they're going to be doing that to examine it. That it's going to be basically like two different Wonder Woman books going on at once. So, um, and again, I think that's a really interesting use of the fact that it's going to be biweekly now. It's not going to feel like oh, Wonder Woman again, like you know, just so sudden and quick. You know, so I, I think that's really interesting. You, uh, I, I'm assuming you uh, enjoyed Wonder Woman Rebirth. Oh, I loved it. I, I, I thought it's one of the more intriguing Rebirths so far. Um, I love that they're gonna do the dual stories like that. I hope that goes on for a while, not just yeah. like the first ten or something like that. Right. I actually think it'd be more interesting if they kept it that way for the foreseeable future. I thought something was really interesting um, in, in um, when we were watching that event, whenever that was, a couple months ago. Now at this point. When they were announcing all the the, the rebirth titles, um, I thought it was interesting a comment that the artist made, whose name is escaping me right now, but I'll know it in one second. Um, uh, the artist on that book, um, Clark, was uh, or, and Sharp. I think there was multiple artists on it. Yeah, there's two. Each one's doing different art for the, the respective. Uh... Right, different artists for the past book and the current book. Right, Matthew Clark and um, and Liam Sharp. That's right. It was Liam Sharp who was the one uh, talking about it though is he brought up in the new design for her uniform, uh, his idea is he wanted each piece that Wonder Woman wears to feel like it's got some history to it. Like each, the gauntlets, the, you know, the armor, the, the, the strap, the, the, the lasso, the, 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 you know, tiara crown thing, whatever. Like each piece kind of, to kind of look like this historic item that has some some history to it. Like this is, you know... Like almost like each piece could be something Indiana Jones is questing after or something, uh, as opposed to like you know costume jewelry or something. And I think it did a really good job of that because they have a, uh, you know, she changes her costume and at one point the gauntlets are pretty much just your straightforward gauntlets, and then this new one she has has these like intricate kind of engraving designs to them, and it does you can just feel there's so much history in everything she's wearing. I think that's pretty sweet because she's I mean she's always pretty much had. You know, a straightforward. I mean, it's you know, it's changed a lot over the years, but it's it's always been kind of straightforward. And I think this is just kind of almost the same costume, but just more detail to it, almost more history in in what she's wearing. And I think they did a really good job of that. Um, another book, one. I, this was no, this wasn't my least favorite. Well, of the rebirths, this might be my least favorite. No, it's my second least favorite. But uh, Aquaman Rebirth came out and i i didn't hate it it's not like it was a bad story or anything like that i just the one thing that got me and i get why they did it but i just didn't think they needed to 
was I felt like in Aquaman Rebirth, they spent the whole book trying to convince you Aquaman doesn't suck. And the thing is, like, it's almost like they spent the whole book trying to convince you to give Aquaman a chance. But it's like, I'm giving him a chance. Like, I picked up the book. Like, give me a good story more so than just being like, oh, he doesn't talk to fish. Don't worry. Like, I don't know. It just felt like the whole thing was trying to convince me to read Aquaman. But I mean, which is what the Rebirth book kind of ultimately does. But it just it felt like the book was trying to convince me to buy it. And I was like, I bought it. Like, I'm here, you know. And um, and it felt a little dense to me. I don't know. The story just wasn't really taking me. It wasn't exactly what I... Th- and I'm more excited for the number one. Um, because I, I'm really interested to see the story that they, they plan on doing. Which is Aquaman trying to bring Atlantis to a seat in the table in terms of the UN as a sovereign nation. And that was came up. and But I, I don't know. I didn't feel like the driving force of the story. I really liked him and Mira in the... Um, in the diner eating yeah, that was, chowder. That's the stuff I like the most. Right. That that moment really resonated with me. I thought that was cool. If the book was just more like that, you know. Now you're a big Aquaman guy. I know you like Aquaman. What is what is your thoughts on Rebirth number one? Um, I thought it was a bit too wordy. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. Like it's like I know that these are supposed to introduce these are jumping on points and they're supposed to be introducing readers to Aquaman that may not have read them before. But man, out of all the Rebirth titles, this one, so far, this one really went like deep dive. This is who Aquaman is, and this is what he does, and this is every person he knows in the ocean, and this is all of his or. It's just like man, just spread this stuff out and like let's get to some, let's get to some action here. It was I, one I of, just, it was I one just of two. Didn't okay. Really, I couldn't, I couldn't really. It took me. It took me a while to get into it. It was one of two Rebirth books that didn't that didn't get me jazzed for number one. I mean, I'm gonna read number one because I'm ex- I'm almost gonna read number one more because I'm excited about the way that that Dan Abbott described it when when talking about it um, more so than what was in this book. But it was one of only two Rebirth titles that really didn't get me super jazzed for number one. Like you finish Bad and you're like, all right, I gotta get number one. I, you finish Superman, which we'll get to in a second. Like, yeah, I got to get number one. I got to see where this goes. So the only other uh, Rebirth comic that really didn't get me super jazzed for, for, for issue number one um, would probably be Green Lanterns. And it's not like it, that, I wasn't really disappointed in it. It was just sort of it didn't – by the time I read it, I was – my thought was like, well, let's see where it goes in issue one. Um, but, uh, yeah, Green Lanterns, it just didn't really – it never really grabbed me at any point. I mean – but the whole story was just to like put the two of them working together, and I thought, ah, I don't know, I, I, it's something almost felt like we didn't need a whole story for it because I didn't feel like I know what the story's going to be about. It felt like, okay, two cops that you know walk in the beat that don't get along together, and it's like I've heard that story before. I was more like wanting to see in this title where is this going to go, and we we saw a little bit with the Red Lanterns, but uh, I definitely think you got more out of issue one with it. But in terms of the rebirth, rebirth um, issue, it never really kind of gained traction with me personally. And I didn't. But I know you're a big Sam Humphreys guy, so what? So I know you probably had some high expectations coming into this. What were your thoughts on it? Well, see, this this one disappointed me more from a number one standpoint because I really liked the rebirth issue, and I didn't like the number one very much. What uh, what what um, what well, didn't I, get you for the number one? It was it was clear from the rebirth story that John's had his fingerprints all over it. Right, and he was directing the path that he wanted that to go, and it felt like a classic John's setup issue, 
where he introduces a bunch of concepts and a bunch of characters and you get excited and you know he's got a great artist on it so the art looks amazing and you have that last page reveal of Atrocitus and the Red Lantern's coming back and you're just like oh man I can't believe it and then you get the next one and the art kind of has a Rob Liefeld vibe to it oh yeah and now while I'm not on the Rob Liefeld hate train as much as some people it's still not it's still off-putting to see this day and age to be like wow so we're going 90s X-Force with this, huh? You know what it is? As I thumb through it, the the thing I always think of with Rob Liefeld, the very first thing that always comes to my mind is that he didn't know how to draw feet. And <laughs> as I thumb <laughs> through this, there's a lot of scenes where you're kind of just cut off at the ankle. It's interesting. Maybe it was a subconscious thing where you felt Maybe. Liefeld because you didn't see any feet. But... Yeah, but like, and that that artwork meshing, Humphreys... He he's really good at writing the meat of the story, but he's never been that great at kicking off a story. Yeah, I... does that make sense? Like the it didn't feel like any of the events, like towards the end of the book, it felt like I had I was kind of lost. Like he was trying to introduce the concept of the Red Lantern totem or whatever that thing was, and you know, like all of a sudden like Argus or whatever was there. And you're just like, what the hell is happening right now? Like you're, you're throwing like seven different concepts into every other panel. And I just, I, it's making it very hard to follow. Right. As I thumb through it, it's kind of like, you know, the story's going and then he gets that, what did they call it? Emerald sight. And it's just like, you're kind yeah, of you're hit like, with just so much. It's like all of a sudden <laughs> everyone's gone crazy. Everything's insane. You know, red dawn, the power of red dawn. And then it's just over. See you next time. I feel like, like they what? only gave him that because they didn't want him to be known forever as the Green Lantern with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is true. That's exactly what my mind always goes to. It's time as it's like, oh, the one that had that gun, right? Yeah, but moving on from Green Lanterns to a, another Emerald Archer in the DC Universe, the, my most disappointing rebirth so far is Green Arrow. I completely disagree. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, and I, I will admit... Because I am a, a absolutely a prisoner of the moment and a creature of emotion, I just started the show Arrow. I um, I'm about about two seasons in, and I just started it a little while before this because I was like, okay, well I know I'm going to read Green Arrow Rebirth. Let's watch Arrow. You know, let's get some get some excitement going for it. So I am like 200 percent in on the Green Arrow right now. So I will readily admit it is probably the timing of it, but I also I I thoroughly enjoy the concept of the idea like the tagline they've been using for it how can you fight the man when you are the man i think that's really interesting the idea of this guy who is super loaded you know and where he sort of comes out on the side of class warfare and you know against the 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 one percent and all that when he is the one percent i think it's a really interesting concept and i like otto schmidt i really like the art um, yes, the art the, that I will say it. the art is amazing. I love it. it. He was the best part of Illuminati at Marvel, and um, but you know that I don't know. But anyways, uh, no, I I I I loved it. I love the concept. I love the art. Um, and I'm I'm in, I'm in. See, I don't care about any of that, Ali. Oh, how can you? I I, I honestly don't care. Um, I care about the Black Canary stuff. That's the part of the book that I enjoy. Um, but I don't feel like uh, both issues ended with them like walking away from each other kind of. Right. And then like, 
I, I don't know. And spoiler alert: after season two, Arrow's stupid. <laughs> so I've heard. But uh, so I've heard. Um, so I don't know. Just the concept doesn't really do much for me personally because I don't really care about Ali as a person. In the comics, at least do on the think, show. Do you think Black Canary was was represented poorly? Or no, no, I like the Black Canary stuff. That's the only part I like. Is the is the interactions with oh okay. oh I got you with Ali and saying. Black Canary, right. but even when they're like fighting, when when they're fighting alongside each other, they're just bickering the whole time, and it's just like, what the hell is this? Yeah, and then part they're of it, like they were a little chatty with each other, kind of yeah, like, uh, yeah, a little like right bickering. That's a good way to put it. So it's it that one's just that one. I'm not feeling too much. Well, we have a couple of other here. Or other uh, ones now here. we'll get okay. Now we'll get to my favorites. All right, I know what it is. So we'll jump to that then. Um, it's both the Superman, Superman Rebirth number and, one, and Superman and action number one, comics. and Action Comics. I loved Action Comics. I loved Superman number one. Thought Rebirth was fine. I'd be good, you know. Yeah, it's basically just, just set up the new. Right, it was like old Superman, Superman yeah. dead, or I mean, whatever. New fifty-two Superman dead, old Superman alive is current Superman, uh, and then we get into issue one. Um, I loved it. I think that's. I think, I think uh, issue number one of Superman was actually is my favorite DC book that has come out in this Rebirth era so far. Um, I, I absolutely loved it, and I loved Action Comics. They went well hand in hand. They both see him coming out of you know the farm life. Superman number one so far was more about his son. Which I thought was really interesting because that's going to be an interesting concept, and obviously that's going to eventually spin out into Super Sons with him and uh, uh, Damian Wayne. Uh, very pumped for that. That's making me very excited for it. Um, it just felt so. Um, I mean, how do you put? It? It's just such an interesting concept, you know, dealing with the 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 son growing up with the power to do whatever he wants, and forcing himself to become human and it's just such so interesting to see superman passing that on to his son now raising his son john the way his father john raised him um to see it come full circle it's great it was a really human book it was really um uh just great superman number one absolutely best best dc book to come out so far in in, in this wave and i'm sure you you feel the same 100 percent. and it's just oh it felt so epic it just felt like epic storytelling. You right. turn, uh you just turn that page and it's the, you see the S, and then you, and then it's the two-page spread covering the history of Superman. It's just him flying at you, and it. These three Superman comics are better than any Superman comics, not only to come out of New Fifty Two, but I'll even go back further, and they're better than anything from towards the tail end of the DC universe before the New Fifty Two. Yeah, I'll give you that. Just, yep. just yeah. incredible. That fires on all cylinders as great characterizations for Lex, for Lois, for Jimmy, for Superman, for I, I like Doomsday feels like a threat right. when he yeah, appears like, on that last page and all that, and just oh my god, Lex, I'm, I'm just, Lex officially declares himself as the new Superman, and it's very it's it's very interesting to see Superman show up, and Superman was the provoker in this situation. Superman. You know, if someone was going to press charges or something, Superman would be the one at fault. I mean, he is, you know, he's so convinced Lex is a bad guy. And let's be honest, Lex is probably a bad guy deep down. But in this situation, it's like Superman's kind of wrong. And I think that's 
in really interesting to see because he's the boy scout he's the moral beacon he's you know he's always right and and he's kind of not and then out of nowhere clark kent shows up <laughs> what like what is that i don't, i have no idea so now you've got three supermen you've got too many supermen and uh and of course doomsday showing up by the end um yeah no i i i absolutely loved it it you're you're absolutely right with the it returned to, to epic storytelling. It was just this big superhero epic and told in such a great way and Superman being suspicious and, and, and you know, taking it out on Lex. And I love this Superman Lex. I love this uh suit looks badass, um storyline's badass. I love it. And uh I'm really excited to see where it goes. We got some more Superman Lex right in the uh Justice League fifty two, I wanna say. I think he's on the cover of it. But, it, yeah. you know, it takes place in the past. I don't know. Yeah, who but, knows what happened right, is happening exactly. with those two. That, well, I don't even want to talk about that. Right. Yeah, um, I know. Just like 51 was kind of amp. But anyways, um, no, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I'm excited. If this if this was um, a sample of what sort of the super corner of the DC Universe is going to be. I'm all in. I'm very optimistic for the next three titles. I'm well, all in. And Trinity and obviously the other stuff. But New Superman, Superwoman, and Supergirl. And Super Very Sons. Excited. And Super Sons, right, Super Sons. I'm all in on all of it. And then, of course, Superman again will be in uh, Trinity as well. So, no, yeah, I, I, absolutely the best stuff. I think there's no question about it. Um, two other books. we got two other books on the docket. One is, and we should have talked about it with the Batman stuff, but Detective Comics um, overall really Loved didn't. Loved it. I, I, I thought it was okay. I, it didn't necessarily grab me much. I like I like the concept, but I will say the Clayface stuff really, really resonated with me. I I really liked that. I liked that girl. That guy gone good. Right. Oh yeah, I'm a sucker for it. But um, no, it was even that scene in the in with with Clayface. I felt it. it the vibe I got the whole time was the Batman animated series. Uh, from this, I just felt that. Something about just what was going on, just the the way people were talking, um, and that scene with Clayface. Just, just, I felt like how it, that one moment with Clayface, it turned into like a painting, and like that one panel. I was like, this feels as close to the 90s Batman comic, Batman the animated series. Yeah, yeah. Cartoon, um, as, as anything I've ever read. So, and we got some Red Robin in it, yum. So, um, <laughs> I'm excited, and I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. But yeah, I was I um I really enjoyed that one. Obviously not as much as action comics, but detective comics, uh, gets a thumbs up. For me, definitely looking forward to that one. All right, last one, and it's good to be saved it for last in terms of the DC stuff, uh, because it really was uh, basically DC Universe Rebirth 1.5. Um, is oh wait, there is one more after this. We'll get to that in a yeah. second. But uh, the Flash Rebirth number one is out. I believe issue one again is this week. I think yes, it is. Um, I really liked it. I thought yeah. it was cool. It's it's definitely it's uh it's pretty much a must read because it is more information on um on the uh the, the, the DC Universe rebirth. We see it starts um it starts out a little before the events of of, of Rebirth and then it catches up with it and goes a little further from there and you see more interactions between him and Wally and uh and more of that stuff, but um yeah, no, I mean, it's just uh, definitely really good. It served the purpose of a rebirth, like I said. Got me absolutely jazzed for issue number one, and I am totally pumped and ready for it. And it didn't really deal with much in the, in, in this book specifically, 
with love the art, but it didn't really deal with much in terms of what the book is going to be about. No. Um, but no, not at all. Not at all. Not not at all. Really, except that the Flash is there, and I assume he will be in his book. So, <laughs> other than that, um, if you don't know the concept of the book, there's a um, this Speed Force is is a Speed Force Storm or whatever you want to call it is going to uh, is going to hit the city, and it's going to make a whole bunch of new speedsters, and there's going to be young people, no idea what they're doing, and it's like old people, and it's just kind of it could be anybody. And at least one of them is going to become a killer, and he looked awesome. Godspeed in that white yeah, suit. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Sick. And uh, Joshua Williamson, right, if I'm not mistaken, was yep. the uh, writer on that. Um, good stuff. Good good writing. Good art. More exposition on uh, on Rebirth and what the hell is going on with that. Um, so really across the board, just good book. Um, and absolutely. then the, la- the last one is Titan's Rebirth. A lot of people were calling it Teen Titans Rebirth. I'm like, no, people. They are older. They are not teenagers. It is not Teen Titans. There will be a Teen Titans book. Yes, run by Damien. I am much more excited for that, to be honest. Um, I like this book. It wasn't. It didn't bowl me over, but I enjoyed it. Um, I really like seeing Wally interact with Dick Grayson and Donna Troy and all them all over again. Um, I like, you know, basically it was a whole book of you know, oh, he touched me, and now I remember everything. But what's happening? Right. So it was a lot of setup for what Titans is going to be. But um, I, I'll take Wally whenever I can get him now that he's back. And overall, I just thought it was an enjoyable book. And Brett Booth really stepped his game up on the art. Oh yeah, the art was really good. It was definitely you could feel as, as reading it that it's someone if you really know the history or attach the history of of the of the Teen Titans and stuff, um, it's absolutely for you. Um, as a launching point, it was, eh, I mean, it was, it, 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 it was good, but you know, like I said, as some, I don't have much history with the Titans. Um, but you know, so as someone going into it, they're having these flashbacks to past memories and stuff and they didn't really mean much to me. Um, but again, you know, if you're someone who's, who's read Titans and has a history with it, um, absolutely. But in terms of a jumping off point, it was just kind of okay. Um, Definitely gonna, you know, another one where it's well, we'll, you know, we'll see what we they do with the number one, but um, but no, it definitely it, at the very least solid, which has been pretty much true of all the rebirth stuff so far. And next week or this week, I should say, um, we have what rebirth? Do we have any more rebirth books coming out this week, or is it just new DC stuff? I sure. think it's just new DC. I believe stuff. you're right. Wonder Woman. I'm seeing the Flash. Um, those are both number ones. Justice League 52, they're trying to crank that out to be done with it. Uh, Detective Comics and Action Comics and Aquaman all out this week. So no Rebirth um, issues. But we'll talk about the ones. But we will talk about the ones, absolutely. And uh, and maybe Action and Detective, we'll see where that goes. All right, let's talk about uh, let's let's talk about the Marvel stuff here. Um, <clears throat> Do we have to? Well, we, we have to touch on it. Um, so... Yeah, there's been some Marvel stuff over the last uh, couple weeks. Vision, Vision came out. That was really good. Um, it's exactly what you expect from Vision. Best, best, uh, possibly the best book of the week every week it comes out. But uh, the big, the big one to talk about, of course, is Civil War Two. Uh, Colon mediocrity is out. Yeah, and it's I wouldn't call it bad, but you know I'm a Marvel apologist. I wouldn't call it bad, but it's not like it's really that good. It's, just, it's mediocre. It's the storytelling mediocre. is bad. Yeah. It's a mediocre book because David Marquez is killing the artwork. Great art. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um 
I mean, big end of the world event happens, and the superheroes stop it, and then they all have their parties, and um, as soon as they just start partying, I'm just kind of like, Ugh, all right, it's Bendis, man. Exactly. I'm like, of course, they're having a superhero party in their costumes. That's why not? Well, my pro- okay, my biggest problem with the two issues so far, we're two issues in. And Tony Stark has written, like, God's gift to mankind. And just like in the movies, just like the MCU, Tony Stark, he's quippy and he's fast-talking and, you know, he's charming. And everybody wants you to side with him, not caring what the other side is because it's not presented clearly at all. Right. Carol is in this book in name only because this is not Carol Danvers. Absolutely not. We are, what, two issues in already? Two, yeah. So three, if you can't zero issue. Well, let's just there's there's eight issues, right? We're assuming. I have no idea. Actually, I have no idea how many issues oh, Civil War is going. I haven't seen it just anywhere. Pray it stops at eight. It can't be more than eight, right? The oh. original was seven. Let's just say eight. Let's just for the sake of argument say eight. We're two two in. Um, that's what twenty five percent, twenty five percent of the way down with Civil War two. Um, where's the civil war? Right? Like, it's just been a story about Tony. Like it's Tony's sneaking around people's back. It's like, where are, where's the standoff? Where's the argument? Where's the, uh, I mean, it's just going to be them partying, yelling at each other. Exactly. Where's the, it civil war was a civil war. This is civil war two because the movie civil war came out. Like this is. Whatever this is is not a. It's not a civil war. Like the cover doesn't make any sense. It's everybody standing off, facing each other, and it's like, I mean, what was that? The argument at the party? Like I, I don't know. It's just, it's, 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 it's hardly. It's not at all, or even remotely, a spiritual sequel to the original Civil War. It's, it, no. It's just. It's. It's not a civil war. It's just whatever this event is. Let's get through it to go to Marvel now. Exclamation point now, so you can I, say it louder. And um, the problem they're having too right now, and it's not just in this book either, is uh, quite a few of their titles. It just feels like they're spinning their wheels, man. They're tell they're taking right. twenty two pages, twenty pages sometimes, the twenty to twenty two pages to tell like a four page story, and loosely tying it into a bunch of other things. And every character now is like quippy and fast talking and there's not there's there's, there's just exactly. nothing interesting happening in these books i i there's in the most recent issue of uncanny and humans i thought was because we've talked about that book as being well done but again it's just kind of one where like i don't get where they're going with it no it doesn't seem like they're going somewhere with it um but i will say in the most recent issue is it was kind of a, a big enough deal to me but the character reader was at this point. Yeah, that was a, a great issue. Yeah. It was a great issue. It was a standalone story about reader where they finally explain. Most people have kind of pieced together what his powers are, but it's still never really been said. And this time he, he outright said what it is. And it's what a lot of people have been suspecting. It is, you know, describes his powers, what he can do, um, how he's incredibly powerful and human. But um, no, I just I don't know. It, it, you're right. A lot of stuff just feels aimless right now. And I think another a part of that is the fact that we know we're already relaunching. Like we it's already coming this year and it's just like, well, it almost what's it matter where this goes because it's just going to relaunch. Like 
a simple book like a Nova or something. Like, who cares what's going to happen in it? Because it's it's ending, no matter what. And it's either going to relaunch or it's just gone. And who cares? You know? It doesn't... I don't feel like anything's going to be going... Like, aimless. Aimless is the best way to put it. With a lot of these books. Um, the Civil War II tie-ins so far have been some of the loosest... I read International Iron Man the other day. International Iron Man number four. Uh, that tied in so loosely with Civil I mean, War II. It, I mean, in the first page, they're like, they made reference to the events of the first page of Civil War II, and then nothing. They went back to the story they were telling, which has been a good story. I'm actually enjoying International Iron Man. But, you know, it was just like, let's just mention something that happened in that other book and then go back to what we're doing so that we can put Civil War II on the front cover. But I just... I mean, complaining about tie-ins at this point is pointless. This right. is what they do. Exactly. It's nothing new. Exactly. But um, I did not get to this yet, but, uh, you know, feel free to spoil, though. Um, Han Solo number one. What did you think about that? I, It's fine. I'm just tired of the Star Wars books taking place in between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And until they yeah. don't, I'm just kind of bored with it. Now, and that's sad to say. <laughs> here's another one that I had to read this because you told me it might be the worst comic book you've ever read. And if that wasn't an endorsement to read it, I don't know what would have been. So I had to see for myself. And I can't think of one that was worse, so I think you might be right. Uh, vote Loki number one. Oh. That was just not worth it. You that could was... feel the awfulness radiating <sighs> from it in my hand. Art wasn't good. Writing wasn't good. It was just terrible all the way around Loki's my previous <laughs> my previous um my previous worst comic ever made was legend of dark claw number one oh, from the cool. amalgam comic you remember that when they combined batman and wolverine oh yeah 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 when they mushed a bunch of the marvel and dc together i mean i used to just throw it in the garbage when we got it in half price books <laughs> <laughs> i don't care what anybody says about that i used to just throw it away and I'm going to do the same thing with Vote Loki every time it comes in inevitably in a comic book box at the comic book store because people are selling them. Yeah, I barely got through the one issue to tell myself to figure out that I'm not interested. It was not – yeah. It, 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 I'll save you a couple bucks. Loki's running for president. Nobody trusts him, but everybody likes him because he's honest about lying. And politics suck. And that's the joke. And that's the story. So there Anyways, let's get back to our real, actually depressing political cycle. Um, no, we've got that's uh, yeah that that's that's it for the Marvel stuff and everything. Um, coming up uh, next week, uh, Jesus, why is this happening? Deadpool versus Gambit. This is gonna be a thing now, so that's happening. Um, Civil War tie-ins, Civil War two choosing your choosing sides. So um, there really hasn't even been established sides yet, but you could choose them. Um and yeah, Star Wars: The Force Awakens number one, the comicization of the uh, movie starts next week. Um, and uh, yeah, Wonder Woman and Flash, and uh, honestly, DC, DC is gonna win next week too. Yep. Um, I will. Mighty Thor, number eight, and Doctor Strange, number nine, which have been two phenomenal books, obviously both by Jason Aaron. So um, those are there. But yeah, other than that, that's um. Yeah. All right. Anyways, let's um. Yeah, just talking about the Civil War and the it, let's let's get it. Let's get this taste in our mouth. Let's let's change gears entirely. Um, 
before we wrap things up here. Um, we're going to do a special little treat. We're going to talk about something that's not comics at all. Uh, we are going to talk about video games because <laughs> E3 was this past week. And, um, right? Yeah. No, it was yeah. last week. It was last week. Yeah. Right. E3 was last week. Showcased a lot of new games. Some look good. Some have terrible names. Um, and, um, yeah, so let's, we're going to talk about that. Why don't you want to start off any, any particular games at E3 that really caught your eye? Um, let's see. I'm really excited about the HD remasters of Crash Bandicoot. I'm excited about the HD remasters of Skyrim. And yes, that'll and be good. the state of gaming. <laughs> now, um, I'm really excited for the new Zelda, of course. Absolutely. It looks amazing. The new Zelda looks incredible. It's got an awful name, Breath of the Wild. Um, that's a bad name, Legend of Zelda Breath. Yes, it just, is a very just, bad just name. It just is. Um, I got an argument with somebody because they said Twilight Princess sounded like a bad name when we first heard it. And I argued that it doesn't necessarily catch you off guard because Zelda is a princess, but Legend of Zelda has been said so many times in our lifetimes, we don't even process it anymore. So it's Legend of this princess, Twilight Princess. Like, it's already mentioning a princess in the name. It doesn't sound whatever. Anyways, no, that was an argument I got with him. But Breath of the Wild, the bad name. But no, it looks phenomenal. Um, so expanded, so bigger. Um, it has the one problem that Nintendo likes to do, which is delay stuff and then come out with new systems. Um, so it's going to be coming out for the NX and the uh, uh, Wii U, and which means it's not going to uh, utilize anything new that the NX can do. And it also means we're going to have to wait so that it can come out for the NX and they probably don't want to release it early or, um, or, or who knows, but looks incredible. Um, Nintendo just steady as always. Um, cool new stuff. Um, the, uh, Pokemon go, that's going to be interesting for anybody like me. Pokemon go is going to be incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I am one of the, I'm one of those people. You come into the comic book store. We're going to battle for Pokemon. Oh yeah, we are. I'm one of those people. It's, it's a, there's a whole generation of us out there. You know, us, we, uh, you know, played Pokemon growing up, and as much as we uh, want to feel like we outgrew Pokemon, I'll still get the new game every time. I don't care. <laughs> so, no, Pokemon Go, absolutely. That They're going right after their target audience. Pokemon realizes the people buying their games, and their t- games are in their, you know, mid-20s. So, like, let's just make an app. Let's just, <laughs> let's just make a mobile app for them to play. Um, so, no, I'm excited about that. Um, Sony. Sony showed off some really cool stuff. The trailer for the new Spider-Man game looks amazing. Yes, it, it makes me sad that Marvel doesn't uh, uh, take the time on AAA games anymore. That it's all about uh, freemium mobile stuff. That's a, that I play once and then I'm disappointed in and I never play again. And yes. the app just clouds my phone, taking up my space. Um, but that game looks incredible. Um, God of War is back and it's looks very different. I'm I'm excited but hesitant. I love Kratos and I'm very excited to see where they're taking it. They're taking it to Norse gods now. So you know he's going to be fighting Thor and Odin and all that. Um, so, I mean, it, it looks really interesting. The The combat system, the sort of gameplay style of it looks like it's changed a little. So I'm hesitant, but I'm excited. So, yeah, yeah it'll be really awesome to see where that goes. And, um, yeah, honestly, big biggest thing for me, though, just I'm a huge Elder Scrolls guy. Um, Skyrim, HD remaster. Uh, I'm absolutely going to buy it. I hate remasters hd remasters and stuff of games because they are just reselling you the same game when graphics are overrated but i'm absolutely gonna buy it and get sucked right into that trap <laughs> me too uh, and it's got console mods so i'm uh yeah. I'm pretty um 
probably my favorite looking game um, from Sony's press conference was Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. That game looks. Oh, awesome. that did look good. Yeah. yeah. Um, robot dinosaurs and people shooting bows and arrows and it just looks it looks awesome. What's not to love? Exactly. Yeah. But so no, good. Yeah. E- it was a good E3. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good E3. Definitely for sure. Um, yeah. I I give the win to Sony. I think you would. I think yeah. We, yeah, because it was just too. constant games. Right. Yeah. Um. I am disappointed. The only things that disappoint me are just trends with gaming as a whole. Nothing against this specific E3, releasing remasters. You know, HD remasters and stuff. Um. Coming out with the slim version or the you know I, the PlayStation talking about releasing like a PlayStation 4.5 sort of deal where it's like a PlayStation 4 I or something whatever it would be called. Um, where it's just like a slightly better PS4 for a bunch more money. But Xbox releasing a slim for cheaper. Um, it's interesting. Nintendo already bailing on the Wii U, moving on to the NX. They didn't show it off yet, but they their their plan is to have it out next year before all the other systems. And so then Nintendo can say, oh, we have a more powerful system for about a month before then the Xbox 2 or whatever they'll call it and PlayStation 5, and then we just start the whole thing over again. But... That's a story for that's a problem for another day, but no, awesome E three, good good games coming out. Legend of Zelda definitely it gives my award E three winner, but um, yeah. So there you go, video game talk. We can do it all. We're versatile. Yeah. All right. So next week we get back into the comics, talk about some of the DC stuff coming out. Try to force our way through some more Civil War two, and uh, and we see where we go from there. So that's gonna wrap it up for this week. I am Eric, and with me as always. This was Jeremy. And thank you so much for listening. Check us out on iTunes and tell your friends. Go Cavs. Go Cavs.